It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. What's good, Wizards fans? We are live. It's your host, the real Ed Oliver and Brandon Scott. Chris Asperzian's got traded to the Celtics in a three-team trade. Let's get to it. Let's talk about it. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you guys for making Lockdown Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. Today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash LockdownNBA and they'll throw in a free custom bird, free custom bird dogs Yeti style tumbler with every order. So we are live. Today is the day of the NBA draft. A lot of energy, a lot of hype for today, of course. Now the Wizards do have pick eight, um, picks 35, 42, and 57 all in the second round. We just seem a little allergic to first rounders. I would love to get a first round in the Porzingis trade and, of course, the Bradley Bill trade. But, of course, we know, um, you know, the front office did not have full control in the Bradley Bill trade. And then Chris Dapps, uh, we'll talk about that trade, uh, of course, uh, in, a, in a couple of seconds. But let's go over the details of the trade. And we are live, so we're going to get the comments later on and get to you guys' reaction. Definitely a lot, a lot of mixed reaction from Wizards fans on social media for sure. Um, so the Celtics get Chris Dapps, Porzingis, and two first-round picks from the Memphis Grizzlies. The Wizards, we get Tyus Jones from Memphis. Danilo Gallinari from the Celtics, Mike Muscala, and pick number 35, which is a second-round pick. And the Grizzlies get Marcus Smart. Um, of course, the trade that was nixed or uh, canceled uh, before before midnight was uh, the Celtics getting Chris Tapps, the Clippers getting Malcolm Brogdon, and the Wizards getting Marcus Mir- Morris, Amir Coffey, and the number 30th overall pick, which would have been the last first-round pick in the first round of the 2023 NBA draft. So, Brandon, uh, what is your reaction to the trade that happened at 1 a.m. in the morning? Mixed reaction. Uh, I'm with you. How did we not get a first-round pick? (laughs) Especially when you look at the fact that Marcus Morris got two first-round picks, man. The market is crazy right now. Mark Smart, yeah. Oh, man, two two first-round picks going to Boston with KP. So, at first, it's it's a little disconcerting at first. I get that. Um. Because we definitely wanted another first-round pick in this draft. And I think that – I'm going to get to it in a second, but I do think they're going to consolidate with another trade. But um, I'm keeping the faith, man. You know, you know, it's just – these two trades tell you a couple things. One, maybe we overvalued our personnel. You know, maybe the, the league did not view our personnel with the same value that we did. And we said this all year long, that we we sort of overvalue our guys, especially our young guys to a certain degree. Um Bradley Bill trade obviously was abysmal. You know, we got what we got. You know, the biggest here's the biggest thing that everybody needs to understand is that 
cap space is the name of the game for this front office. They're clearing cap space. You know, look at that. I mean, we're going to go over the roster, but a lot of them are expiring contracts. You know, cap space is the name of the game. And going to a rebuild, you know, I, I get it first-round picks. I, I totally get it. I wanted another first-round pick. But I guess the consolation in all this is we're getting a lot of cap space. You know, we have a lot of flexibility going forward. And that and that's that's key in a rebuild. You know, we are very flexible right now. So that, that's the biggest part of these trades. You know, we the value is not what we expected or wanted, but we, you know, we got flexibility. We, we're not handcuffed anymore. So we'll see. I, I think that they're going to do, if not one, there's going to be a couple of consolidation trades uh, today or within the next couple of days. One, I think we do trade back into the first round. And we're going to talk about the draft. I, I'm getting hit of myself. I'm a little excited today. It's draft day. Um, <laughs> But I do, you know, look, we have four first round, uh, we have four point guards right now. So I definitely see one, two being moved today. Um, so it, we have flexibility, not only as far as the cap, but we're more flexible when it comes to now we have expiring picks. Because so, look, don't get it twisted. There's teams out here, teams that are contending, that need depth. So we have we have cheap options here that we can give some depth. You know, like I said, um, Ty Jones, we don't know if he's here going to be here for the long run. Chris Paul, there's questions with that. You know, Monte's spine contract, DeLon's spine contract. So that that's the biggest key that I want everybody to understand. And that's what I'm getting out of these last two trades um, going into the draft is that this front office, they value flexibility as far as the cap above else. Not get a first round pick. And I do think they're going to get another first round pick. But cap, they wanted to get the cap issues out of the way right now. And they did. We're flexible going forward. I mean, we don't have any major. I mean, right now, I think the only extension we have or only multi-year deal, is, as I believe, is Daniel Gafford. Xavier Cooks is what signed for, what, two, three-year deal last year. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't think he's going to be a, a, a guy that we can't move. So we don't really have ties to anybody outside of Daniel Gafford long-term. You know, our cap space is wide open. So that's, that's the biggest win out of this is cap space, you know. Um, so I, it's, it's going to be intriguing going into the draft if they make moves because – they have the flexibility to do so. So, um, in general, it's, it's mixed reaction. You know, it, I won that 30. When I saw we got the 30th pick, I was like, yes, sir, because I was a big believer that we needed to get another first-round pick in this draft. But um, And we got three second-rounders, so you could flip that into a first-round pick. So, there's flexibility. I, I wouldn't freak out yet. You know, definitely keep the faith. Um, this is the first offseason of the first season of this front office. So I think it's way too quick to have any kind of opinion about the front office. And again, it's not on Winger and company. Um, hands are tied. This just shows how bad the situation was in D.C. as far as our cap situation and our, how we overvalued the guys we had on this team. So that's not a problem anymore. We, we cleared that cap space. So all we can do, literally all we can do right now is just look to the future. So um, keep the faith. And that's what I'm going to do. I'm on board. I'm behind this front office. And it's going to be interesting to see what they do to consolidate this roster. Right. So um, they, we didn't get a first round pick, but uh, I, I think it does kind of speak to the value of what the league thinks about Chris has presenting. You got to remember that we just traded Chris has for uh, uh, Davies Bertans and Spencer Dinwiddie, Dinwiddie in two second round picks. So you didn't get much value there. Now. Yes. I, I get Porzingis definitely had a great season, 23 points a game, eight boards uh, top uh, was one of the leaders in blocks. Uh, per game, block shots, got to the free throw line. He had a really great season, 38% from the three-point line uh, off, of, off of about five attempts from three. So he had a legitimate season, had a 41-point game, had a great season. So I, I think Porzingis for uh, what he did for the Wizards, of course, of course, we didn't make the playoffs, but he had a great season and uh, was arguably the best player on the Wizards last year for sure. So um, it's not a sexy deal getting it back, but we get Tyus Jones, which you can flip him. 
from the Clippers deal, we were going to get Marcus Morris in pick 30. We were finally going to get a first-round pick. But instead of that, you get a better player in Tyus Jones where you can flip him before the trade deadline or really you can flip him tonight. So I'm not going to really grade the trade or um, I'm not going to grade it too much, too great or too hard just yet because I want to see what they do tonight. Can they take Tyus Jones and pick 35 and 42 and move up into the draft and get another first-round pick? Or can, can they move DeLon Wright and pick 35 and get a first-round pick? Or Monte Morris and pick 35 or – Maybe Chris Paul in a, in a few second-round picks to finally load up on some first-round picks. Can they potentially do something like that? Um, it, do, it, is, it does feel like a gut punch to see the Celtics get two first-round picks and not only get Chris Porzingis and get better with two first-round picks, but, of course, we weren't the team that gave up the two first-round picks. It was Memphis that gave it up. Um, so, yeah, it, it, it's mixed feelings with this. Uh, once again, Danilo Gallinari, he's an expiring deal, so they want to get his contract off the book, so it makes sense. Mike Muscala. Once again, we're going to get off the we're going to get off his contract. He's an expiring deal, so uh, it, it's 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 not a sexy return, but it's a, it's going to be a rebuild. And Kristaps he had the option of opting out. Personally, I think it was smart for him to opt in because he's not going to get thirty six million dollars from anywhere else. That just wasn't happening. Yeah, uh, maybe he would get a four year deal for about twenty five to thirty. You think about the injury history. Now he did play a good amount of games this year. This was probably his most healthy season that he's had in a long time. And the only reason why he even missed games was really because we did start tanking at the end of the season. So I thought I did personally think his value would be a little bit better than what we got, but um, they did end up getting some, something for Chris Tapps instead of getting something instead of getting nothing. So that is uh, somewhat of a win right there. You get those picks and you get to flip them. Now looking at uh, Tyus Jones, uh, he's a solid player. Once again, he 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 was great with assist to turnover ratio. Him, Monte Morris, Tyus Jones, and Chris Paul were the leaders among qualified guards and in assist to turnover ratios. But we have we have certainly loaded up on backup point guards. We certainly have loaded up on second round picks. So I'm I'm just intrigued to see what they do tonight if they're able to parlay those picks and some of those players and make some moves to get first round picks, future first round picks, just better players. And we got to see what they do, of course, tonight with pick eight uh, in the draft. So the rebuild it, it, it starts now. Um, is it disappointing for the stuff that we've gotten for it? Sure, yeah, I, I think it, I think it's fair to say that. But it's fair to say that, hey, at least you did get something for Chris Epps as well um, to move on and, and, and possibly get some future assets uh, moving forward. So um, the Celtics, they I think they're the winners of the trade, getting those two first and Chris Epps. And then the Grizzlies, I, I see why they made the trade because of you know the stuff going on with John Moran. He's going to be suspended for 25 games. Um, and they need a point guard to fill in for him for sure. So um, I'm I'm kind of just it's up in the air. I, I have to see more. I have to see more. Yeah. Um, so Michael Winger, of course, Will Dalton, Travis Lane. We got it. We got to remember their hands are tied. Of course, Tommy Shepard should have made these moves a year ago. Bradley Bill should have been traded two to three years ago. Chris Asperzingis, maybe you could have traded him at the deadline. Kyle Kuzma is a guy that you probably should have traded at the deadline. Um, and rebuilt this team and started from uh, scratch. Started from scratch there. Now Kyle Kuzma, most likely he's going to walk for nothing. You probably won't get a sign and trade for him unless there is a contender that is looking for him and they don't have the cap space and they're going to have to do a sign and trade. A lot of the teams that do have cap space, they're just not good teams. Maybe the Pacers, they potentially can make a playoff run. But it it, it is disappointing. It's disappointing to see that there's so much value could have gotten from these players last year or at the trade deadline and this is what we get and like i said it's not it's not the front office fault it's not because the bradley bill no trade clause he he did us in with that or tommy shepherd and, and telly did us in with that and then brad took advantage of that and did us in even worse 
uh, with not going with with the Miami Heat and taking what they, they what they could have offered in multiple first round picks, and then Chris Dapps, uh, he he helps us out a little bit by opting in, but he helped himself out. Of course, we're getting thirty six million, and um, his trade value is just not there. So we end up getting the second round pick, Muscala, who once again is an expiring deal, who's not going to do much. Tyus Jones, who you can bo- bo- you can boost his value a little bit, but I just don't see you getting a first for Tyus. I just don't. I personally don't see it. I see at best, once again, second-round picks. You're going to have to pair him with somebody else just to get a first or a valuable player. Um, so the rebuild, it's going to it's gonna take a long time, man. I, I Of course, we both wish it could have been that OKC rebuild where they traded Paul George and they got multiple first-round picks, and they got a jump start to their rebuild. Um, but this one is going to be a slow process, in my opinion. I'm intrigued to see what they do. They're tearing it down to the studs. So we just got to be patient and let these guys cook and see what the future holds uh, from here. Well, that's what I'm saying, man. Um, let the process unfold because it's a rebuild, and rebuilds take years. You know, you're not going to rebuild this offseason. You know, and it's, it's, it's chess, not checkers. You know, the, the, these moves can unfold over years. You know, they did the toughest part of a rebuild, which is they got aspiring deals and have uh, cap flexibility. That's that, that's the biggest win, and that's why I think that a lot of – we got to have optimism with this, with this front office because, I mean, look, all right, Last year, we were so capped out. We didn't know how we were going to add a point guard. Now, we have so much cap space going forward. We can take on bad contracts and get first-round picks. So, it's a process, man. And that we're going to have to be patient because, look, a lot of us wanted this, including myself. You know, we wanted a total rebuild. We got a total rebuild. We got to be we got to be patient because, um, like I said, it is this is chess. It ain't checkers. You know, they, they, you know, they are doing the right things. You know, aspiring deals, the cap space is the first – step because you could take on bad contracts and when you take on bad contracts they're going to attach first round picks to that you know don't be surprised they try to flip us ben simmons i mean i know people are gonna laugh but look ben simmons is an atrocious contract but we're a rebuilding team you know if, if homie doesn't want to score a layup or shoot he can sit on the court for 35 minutes if, we, if, we, if it means we're gonna get a top five pick and if they attach you know first round pick because look a team's gonna unload a first round pick to get rid of that contract so that, that's the biggest key I want everybody to understand is that we have flexibility. We have options. We didn't have options last three, I mean, forever. When's the last, I mean, E, think about it. When's the last time we had this amount of cap flexibility? This, then we have flexibility to do whatever we want with our future. So I'm, I'm not even concerned at this point. You know, I get it. The returns were trash. But I think it has more to do with us overvaluing our talent than it was that, because, again, look what it gave up to get KP. Bertans, I mean, we, we were trying to own love with Tom for anything, man. And then Spencer <laughs> did with it, you know, Mr. Bitcoin. So, you know, it's just, I, I think they are still wins because of cap flexibility. So I'm not, I'm not freaking out. I think you're going to see some magic today on draft day, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. We're going to get to a quick break and then um, we'll look at a couple of grades that they've gotten um, and a couple more reactions from the trade. And then we're just going to get into our predictions for the draft tonight. Now we got a couple second round picks, pick eight. There's some a couple of rumors that have come out for sure. So we're going to talk about that before we do get into that. Today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Bird Dog shorts do the exact exact same thing as Lululemon, but they fit way better. I got a couple Bird Dog short, shorts in the mail. Shout out to Bird Dogs. They, they stretch. They fit really well. They're really smooth. I can put basketball in them, run around with my kids in them. I can do all kinds of stuff, work out. They're just super, super comfy, and, and they look super professional as well. Um, bird dogs they use anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long go to birddogs.com slash locked on nba for a free yeti style tumbler with your order 
That's birddogs.com slash locked on NBA for a free Yeti style tumbler. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Barea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Barea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Barea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, and then uh, make sure you guys check out the Locked On NBA Live Draft Show. Don't miss out on it. Third tonight, pick-by-pick analysis from our stable of local NBA hosts, national reaction from our NBA Big Board hosts, and live check-ins from inside the NBA Draft. Locked On NBA Draft Live starting at 7.30 p.m. Eastern on the Locked On NBA YouTube page. All right, so um, Kevin Pelton from ESPN, he gave the grade a uh, A minus, and then we got a C from The Athletic as well. Um, I was going to read um, some of the article from The Athletic, but I'll just read the last paragraph from The Athletic. He says, Jones is an interesting pickup, and the Wizards are getting the 35th pick. In the draft, maybe they don't know they're allowed to ask for first-round picks in trades, Jones is arguably the best backup point guard in basketball, and there were some whispers last month that maybe he wanted to move on from Memphis for a chance to start. He'll get that chance with the Wizards because he immediately becomes the point guard, the best point guard on the roster. Let's presume Chris Paul is moved elsewhere. No offense to Monte Morris, who is an excellent backup. So, yeah, there is potential that Tyus Jones could be the starting point guard on the roster. Personally, I don't think Chris Paul is going to be here really to start at um, day one. I think he wants to go to a contender. Um, I get the connection with Will Dawkins and Chris Paul, but I just think Chris Paul being a veteran and, and trying to ring chase and trying to get a ring, I think he wants to definitely move on for sure. Um, potentially could go to the Clippers. We saw Malcolm Brogdon was supposed to go to the Clippers, but they didn't trust his health. Um, but yeah, he, he kind of went in there that, saying that we're allergic to first round picks. Uh, I guess nobody just offered a first, you know, we didn't, we didn't give up a first for Porzingis. So that's what I would say contrary to what, um, what he said from the athletic, I'm trying to pull up his name here. Uh, Zach Harper. That's what he said. He said we're allergic to first round picks. Then, of course, he has to understand that we, we couldn't get a first because of Bradley Bill's no trade clause as well. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying, man. It's, it's a process, man. <laughs> it's, it's, it, look, we have started. This is year zero of a rebuild, man. You know, you're looking for expiring contracts, bad contracts. You're trying to get assets. You're not going to see any free agents come here for at least three years because nobody's trying to come to a rebuilding team. You know, you're going to see a lot of this. I think um, I'm I'm optimistic. They did the right things. They cleared cap space. You know, I get it. First round picks. I get it. You know, I wanted the 30 when I saw that it fell through. I was like, oh, man, here we go. But I think that there's going to be some magic tonight because we have flexibility. I'm, I'm stressed this a lot this season. Flexibility. Um, you, a lot of you guys, you got to realize how important flexibility is for a rebuilding team. You know, cap flexibility. Like I said, the, you know, a couple things are going to happen in the next couple of years. They're going to start picking on bad contracts. Accumulate as many picks as able. So you're going to see no shortage of first round picks with his front office, man. So just 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 trust the process, man. Like I said, mm-hmm. this is the first off season of the first mm-hmm. season. We haven't even seen a regular season underneath the front office. 
So, I mean, let it unfold. Let them do their thing um, because you're going to be surprised. We're going to be a good team down the line, man. We just have to trust the process. You know, clear all this cast base out. And like I said, KP, he could have just bounced out. So, the mm-hmm. fact we did get another pick, and right now we have three second rounders. So, we could we can turn that into a first rounder. You know, but again, I know people are going to be like, shut up. But <laughs> flexibility, I'm telling you, <laughs> flexibility is key, man. So, I'm, I'm optimistic. I, I like the moves. And they're not sexy. You know, you didn't get a first round pick back, but it gives you freedom of movement, and that's the biggest key to me. Mm. Yeah, so it, it, it wasn't sexy. Of course, KP could have opted out. He could have just walked for nothing, but we did something in return, and maybe they can flip ties. And some of the second-round picks are picks that we have into uh, valuable assets. They're still Monte, DeLon. Got to figure out what we're going to do with this gluttony of point guards. We can flip one of those guys uh, for something. Monte Morris doesn't have much trade value either. So um, let these guys cook and trust the process. This, this, this is probably looking like a trust-the-process kind of rebuild. And then the A-minus we got from Kevin Pelton, he said, given the likelihood of the Wizards focusing on developing young talent, Jones, Tyus Jones might now be most important as a trade ship. Finding a team in need of a starting point guard is a tricky proposition right now, but given a reasonable contract, Washington should be able to find a taker by the 2024 trade deadline to add additional draft cap- capital, um, or we could possibly find that uh, tonight as well. So, all right, let's 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 get into some draft talk here. Um how are you feeling about the first pick, the our first pick of the draft with pick eight? What's your predictions or feeling for that? And uh, what's what's five players that you're really, really looking at for pick eight? Whoo, good question. Um, well, obviously, what do I see us doing? You know, if you look at the mock drafts, I think Anthony Black, which there's mixed reviews on Anthony Black. You know, just you either love him or you hate him. As far as uh, where you see him in his organization, I think he will be gone. Um, I, one name I see kind of sliding. One name I like. A local guy from the DMV, uh, Cam Whitmore. I think he's a, he's a target for us. Um, he didn't have the best workouts. Um, there are minor injury concerns, but he's a dog. He's a three and D. Um, he's a local guy, and he's NBA ready. You know, if you look at his draft, here's the biggest key with this draft. There's a lot of talent in this draft. Lots of talent, but you have very little personnel who are NBA ready, who are ready to come in and contribute. Ken Whitmore can be that guy. Uh, so that will be one guy. And I, this guy, I think, if he's available, I think they make that move. Um, who else do I see? Um, Anthony Black could be an option at eight. Um, but, again, not necessary anymore because we have four point guards. So we don't necessarily need a point guard. And we can wait for next year or the year after to get find that point guard. So then and that's another thing. So point guard is not an emphasis anymore. Um, so other names, Bilal, Kulabuli, he's an option. He's an um, Let's see, I, I, I think point guard is just not the emphasis anymore. I think uh, Casey Wallace, is he's going to be down the, down the board, man. So I'm looking at Bilal. I'm looking at Cam Whitmore. I mean, here's the thing. It's, it's tricky because drafts are tricky. You just don't know who's going to fall. I, I see Cam might fall, but we might get one of the Thompson twins. It's, just, it's difficult to really read the market and see how the draft is going to unfold because um, the only obvious pick is Wimbenyama. That's the only obvious pick. You know, you really don't know what Charlotte's going to do. You know, the big thing is a lot of people don't see Scoot and LaMelo coexisting. So they've been talking Brandon Miller going there. So that changes things a little bit. You know, that the two and the three changes really what the pulse of the draft is going to be. But if to me, best player available, <laughs> you got to pick the best player available at that pick because this is a loaded draft. So, yeah, top five. Ah, man, I, uh, Cam, Bilal, I'm going to say Anthony Black. Jairus Wallace or one of the Thompson twins. That's what this one we're roll with. That's not because those are the uh person I think would be the best fit at the eight at that point. And you said who do you, who's your prediction for us tonight? 
I, I'm rolling with Cam Whitmore. I think he's gonna okay. fall. I, I think we're gonna pick up Cam, which is my guy, man. I love I love me some Cam Whitmore, man. So I say let's get it. Yeah, I still think they could go Anthony Black, a, a point guard. Um, you know, just because they brought in Tyus and they have Chris Paul and and Monte and Delon, I think at least two out of the four will not be here really by the end of the week. That's just my assumption. Um, so I still think they could go Anthony Black. I still think they could possibly even go Kobe Bufkin. A lot of people, his he's been attached to the Wizards. Um, the last co- the last couple of weeks, uh, a couple of mock drafts have had him had the Wizards taking him at pick eight. You know he's been picking up some steam. Uh, he's canceled a couple of workouts, so uh, I can see that. But uh, like you said, like you brought up, uh, Cam Whitmore, he hasn't. He, the reports are that he hasn't performed great in workouts, so he possibly could drop to eight. I would love our star Thompson, one of the Thompson twins. I would love if they dropped to pick eight. I don't think Amen will get past pick five or six, honestly. Um, but I saw Thompson at pick eight would be awesome. Um, Kobe Buffkin's fine. Kassan Wallace, it may be a little too high, but I think he's a good point guard. Uh, Kentucky guards, they always pan out and play well. He's a good defender, can shoot the three, good passer as well, great playmaker. Uh, so I would be happy with him. Bilal would be interesting. He's a boomer bust pick. But uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get to a break here and then get to a little bit more of the draft. There's just so much to talk about. It's, it's going to be a fun night. Oh, absolutely. It's going to be a night for the ages, man. I'm saying there's going to be some moves tonight, man. So before we move on, tonight's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Buying tickets to your favorite events should not be stressful. Game Time is a fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater shows near you. With killer deals and last-minute tickets and the best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over tickets and start getting hyped for the fun that you will have. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals and tickets right up to the day of the event. That's key. Get exclusive flash deals and tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy shows, theater, and more. The Game Time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. Get images of your seat before you buy, which is key also. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone, so you never have to dig through your daggone email. Snag the tickets without stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use promo code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Tonight's episode is also brought to you by Prize Picks. How does it work, you're asking? Well, you pick two to six players, and if they score more or less than their prize picks projection, you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. No competing against other people, just you versus the projections available. Prize picks offers projections on any sport that you can watch. This includes the NBA, the NFL, Major League Baseball, NHL, PGA Golf, college football, men's and women's college basketball, soccer, WNBA, esports, NASCAR, tennis, MMA, boxing, disc golf, Euro basketball, cricket, and more. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. Is that easy, safe, and fast? Withdrawals currently operational in over 30 states and Canada. Download the PrizePix app or go to prizepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, PrizePix will give you $100. If you deposit $50, PrizePix will give you $50. Don't forget to enter promo code locked on and sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. All right. Yes, sir. Um, another guy that I really like that is uh, kind of a wild card. I do like Jalen Hushafino. Maybe, yeah. uh, maybe pick eight would be a little too high, but he's a guy that got buckets. He can really score at all three levels. So he's a guy that I really like uh, that's that's going against the grain. Um, and then just think about second round picks since we have so many at this point. Um, of course, Amari Bailey is a guy that I like. I like Marcus Sasser out of Houston. Some people talked about uh, Bryce Sensabaugh at Ohio State. Maybe he'll fall to uh, pick 
35. We'll see about that. Um, James Najee is another big guy, another big man to look at in the second round. So um, there's so many names to throw out there in the second round. It could be uh, Julian Strother out of Gonzaga, uh, um, maybe uh, Jaime Hequez out of UCLA. So there's just so many guys uh, in the second round that the Wizards can certainly look at. Hopefully we don't get a drafted stash guy. Hopefully we do draft somebody that can come out here and contribute um, in this rebuild and has some potential. Uh, from day one, uh, you know, the Anixosa guys like that, I just don't see much potential in them, Isu Sanon. So hopefully this new front office, they do value their second-round picks. Since we have so many second-round picks, and they can put them to use for sure. Yeah, I'm with you, man. Don't don't bring me the only Siberian point guard on the rock. <laughs> I'm just saying. But, um, nah, man, I think we're going to be all right. We have, we have flexibility, man. You know, we have a lot of options. You know, we are in a position where we can get best player available at that pick as opposed to just trying to find a point guard which was where we're at before these trades. Look, I mean, we got to look at, you know, the, the change of guard a little bit. You know, there's two different situations that we're in right now. You know, with this solid three as a core, we had very little cap flexibility. We had very little options in the draft. It was either point guard or we didn't know what we were really going to do. You know, now we have options where we can just get the best player available, man. So um, looking back at the draft, I mean, Co- Co- uh, Kobe Bufkin is another name looking at the draft um, at that pick. You know, he's a baller out of Michigan, man. You know, he's a guy who can score buckets. So, again, you know, we have a lot of flexibility. So, yeah, I'm with you. Um, you still try to get that point guard of the future if you're in position to get so. Um, because I don't see Monte here. You know, DeLon, I think his defense and his leadership, he could stay. But two out of the four aren't going to be here. You know, Chris mm. Paul, I don't see him wanting to be here. I think Ty, if I'm willing to bet Tyus and DeLon, and DeLon can play the two. You know, we have some flexibility when it comes to him as far as we, he can play off ball. So, yeah, if you if you have the develop, you know, the chance to go get that point guard in the future, definitely go get him. But I'm very excited because it's gonna be a it's gonna be a heck of a night. Cause you know, this like I said, this is step one of a rebuild. So you're looking at what it takes to rebuild. And they did the hardest part of a rebuild, man, which is getting rid of cap. We have cap space, we have nothing holding us down outside of Daniel Gafford, and I'll take that. As far as that being your biggest contract, I mean, I take that. So, nah, we're, we're looking good, man. You know, I, I know a lot of people, there's some people that are skeptical, but look, I, I like what I see. You know, they're not the set, like you said, E, they're not the sexiest tra- uh, trades, but they're necessary. And mm-hmm. I think you should give them high grades because they give you freedom of movement and they give you options, which we have not had in a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not jumping for joy for, the, for these trades, but I understand that there's no way you can really jump and get super excited for the return that we've gotten for the trades. But you understand that the necessary moves to jumpstart a rebuild. Um, and then with the gluttony of point guards, you look what happened with OKC when they did actually make the playoffs with Chris Paul when they were supposed to really tank uh, and rebuild at that time when they traded Paul George. They traded Russell Westbrook. They got Chris Paul in return. Now, they had Chris Paul, SGA, and Dennis Schroeder on that roster. At that time, Chris Paul was way better than what he is right now, and then SGA was a good young prospect. They got back in return. And Dennis Schroeder, you could argue at the time, was probably better than maybe Tyus Jones and some of the point guards that we have right now. That team did make the playoffs. They were competitive. Um, so if, if Chris Paul is here day one, which I highly doubt he does have that relationship with Will Dawkins, that's some of the similarities you see what's going on, what happened with the OKC re- rebuild just to jumpstart it. But of course, we don't have the multiple first round picks and we just have multiple second round picks. So but like I said, again, they can flip these picks for more players. They're not done yet. That's why I'm not giving it a grade or anything like that. I know some people are upset and some people are super happy. I'm really just in the middle right now I'm in a wait and see approach. There's just no way I can really. Um, get get super excited, and it's not their fault. Once again, we you know Tommy Shepard traded Rui for second round picks and Kendrick Nunn, which was basically nothing. 
And uh, they gave Billy no training call, so they they were dealt the worst hand in the NBA possible. They're, they're trying to make something out of it. Um, so yeah, I mean, you you kind of look at the trades on paper, and you're like, the Celtics got two first round picks, and we got this. So it, it's it's that's the initial reaction. And then you kind of sit down and think about it, and you're like, okay, they're they're trying to make some moves to make to they're making moves to make more moves. I'll put it that way. So, but uh, let's let's get into the comments here. Sheldon T says, feels like we're selling at a state level prices though. I mean, prices tough. And then he goes on to say, Capital City go go winning the offseason with all these second round picks. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, we got a gluttony of second round picks on Matree to see our G League team and the OKC <laughs> Thunder, their OKC Thunder Blue. They had a lot of G League guys and they de- definitely developed guys through their G League program. So uh, we'll, we'll see how these second round picks shake out. <laughs> yeah, I think we're definitely going to see a consolidation trade tonight, man. All right, he's fatigued. Uh, he says we got a good haul one veteran minimum, one expiring contract, and a decent yep. point guard we can either trade or extend. Um, yeah, I would not look to extend Tyus Jones, I would look to flip him as well, uh, yep. and get value for him for sure. Uh, I think he's a good point guard. Uh, there was something that, that put up his splits as a starter when John Morant was not there. Uh, I want to say he averaged uh, as a starter when, when John Morant was not there. Of course, you know, he did miss a lot of games for injuries and just you know, kind of some weird stuff or not weird stuff, but just bad decisions off the court. Uh, 16 points a game, eight assists, four boards, uh, 50% from the field, 42% from three, and 78% from the free throw line in 22 games as the starter without John Moran. So Tyus Jones, he's a good he's a good backup. Once again, he's a good backup. Monte Morris is a good backup. DeLon Wright, once again, a good backup that is a defensive pass. We have solid point guards, but we have to move these guys and get some type of compensation. Absolutely. We got to consolidate this point guard room. But here's the thing. Why not start ties, man? I mean, look, one year deal. Um, we're trying to rebuild. I don't mm-hmm. care. <laughs> I mean, yeah. put Daniel Gaff at that point guard. I don't care. We're, I mean, you're not going to win many games. That's the thing. You know, we're, you know, I mean, that's the thing a lot of people got to accept. We're not going to be very good. Mm-hmm. We're not. <laughs> so Tyus Jones is the right move because, he, you know, we don't have any kind of long term connection to anybody outside of daniel gafford so you know you i think anything ties is better there's no nothing against monte but to me to, I, e, is ties better than monte yeah yeah he's better absolutely than there you go so i mean you got a guy who could start in one year you know put him out there for a year you know because the biggest thing is trying to see what you got in these young guys you know you need a guy who can who's got some starting experience man because you know you very well could see johnny davis at it too so We'll see how everything unfolds, man. But you best believe that outside of these aspiring contracts, the biggest key to this rebuild is seeing what you got in these young guys. They're going to put a lot of playing time in the hands of these young guys, especially mm-hmm. Johnny Davis, Corey Kisper, and Denny. They're going to get a lot of playing time. So, Right. Um, yeah, and, and if you draft point guard, let's say they do go with Anthony Black or Kobe Bufkin, they can learn under Tyus yeah. before the trade deadline. Or, I mean, you can just throw these guys out there and let them start and, and just let them play and learn. Uh, but it's definitely going to be a, a lot of learning. So the expiring contract is good. The Wizards, they want to take on – after this, they want to take on bad deals so they can get first-round picks attached. The Thunder did that with Al Horford to gain, uh, to gain first-round picks. So they're not taking on any big big deals or big contracts at this point, and they're, they're, they're just starting to rebuild from the ground up, uh, ground up, basically tearing the house down from the studs. Um, stories by Brian K. Turner says – when it when teams come out with higher picks than the Wiz get these grades, Adam Silver knows when to have a rebuilding team. Grab a top three pick. Let's hope that our is our payoff in the next couple of years. Yeah, we're gonna have to be really bad to get a top three pick. We're gonna have to basically trust the process. Similar to the Sixers, similar to what the Thunder did, similar to what the Hawks did to get Trey Young. We're just gonna have to be bad next year. 
and um, and pick up picks that way. Yep, it's gonna be a process. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Kato Red says Wizards need to start. Wizards need to hit a home run with this draft. The Porzingis trade is a good start. Keeping my fingers crossed. Um, and then we got some mixed reviews here from Stuart O'Flat Stuart O'Flaherty. He says the KP trade sucks. Why help Boston forget them? And uh, saying it in a PG way. Uh, they should have moved him to a team in the West with first round picks to trade. What's the darn hurry? They might miss out on the 35th guy in the uh, oh, and then he says, What's the day? What's the darn hurry? They might miss out on the 35th guy in the draft? Question mark. Um, so with that, like I said, from the surface level, you look at it, you look at the return, and you're like, We couldn't get a first or something like that. You know, at least uh, we got Muscala, who basically is, is not going to play much here or it doesn't add much value to the team. Same thing with Gallinari, who's basically coming off the ACL injury. I got to look up his age. He's in his 30s. He's been in the league for a long time. Um, and you get Tyus Jones, who's uh, who really at best is a backup point guard. I'm not going to hype up Tyus. I think he's a good player, but I'm not going to hype him up. Uh, he's better suited as a backup to guys like John Morant or really good point guards. Um, so, yeah, the, the return is not sexy. It's not what you what you would have thought you would have got for KP. But once again, I bring up we brought up the last year trade where we got Chris Tabs for Bertans, who nobody wanted. Spencer Dinwiddie, who at that time was awful for the Wizards. And not only that, we got Chris Tapps and a second-round pick for Bertans and Dinwiddie. So that was a heck of a trade. But you look how low the value was. Yes, Chris Tapps had a heck of a season. I do feel I, – I wish we could have got a better haul for Chris Tapps. And then looking at the Celtics, Celtics getting two first, that is a gut punch. Um, and then you, then Stewart also says moving to the West. I guess nobody nobody really from the West wanted him at, at, in, a, in a trade. Maybe teams were waiting for him to opt out, but Przingis, he decided to opt in so we could, you know, get some value for him uh, via sign-in trade. So, and the hurry was the option as well. Now, with him opting in, yes, they could have waited to the trade deadline, but maybe Chris Tapp said that, hey, I want to be traded now. I'm going to opt in, but I, I want to be traded right, right now. I don't want to be on the Wizards to start the season. I want to start the season with the Celtics or with a contender. So it could have went down like that as well. So, um, but getting the 35th pick in the draft, yes, once again, I wish they could have got a first, but nobody offered a first for Chris Tapps. Teams offer first for Marcus Smart. The Grizzlies, they wanted, they gave him a first for Marcus Smart, but nobody's, nobody apparently is offering a first-round pick for Chris Tapps. And, and the teams still are concerned about the injuries. They That's just the, that's just the narrative on Chris Tapps right now. Even though, yes, he did play a lot of games last year, the narrative right now is still that he's an injury-prone guy that you just can't trust. And that's just the way the teams look at him right now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, but, yeah, they're not sexy at all. But, and, and once again, Stuart, I do agree with you. I do dislike Boston. I dislike the Celtics. So he said, forget oh, them. I dislike passion. the Celtics. I'm pissed off that they got two first round picks. I'm pissed off that they get a good player in Chris Tapps. I highly dislike them. Of course, the 2017 playoff series and just Boston in general. Not a fan of them getting better, of course. So I agree no. with you. <laughs> <laughs> Not a fan of Boston at all. <laughs> so I definitely feel you. But I mean, here's the thing that from a front office perspective, here's here's an Something else I'm gonna bring up. They're regaining control. If you look at Tommy Shepard and Chris Abazing as Bradley Bill, these two players dictated everything we did. They had the control. That's not a front office. That's why Tommy Shepard is it has no job right now. No, this this front office is trying to regain control. The front office dictates player personnel. The fact that you know Bradley Bill was able to use his contract and no trade clause as leverage. And don't get it twisted. Chris Hop could have walked for nothing. We got some value. But look, he definitely used with his contract situation as a way to go to Boston. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's not get it twisted. You know, we we definitely helped him go to a contender. So we're doing all the right things as far as you know, in the eyes of players in the league. You know, we're trying to you know send people to contender teams, you know, where they can get playing time and compete for a championship in the same fashion. 
We had very little say in this. We had no control. Tommy Shepard gave all the control to the players, man. So now, yeah, you're looking at a front office of one who's trying to create cap flexibility and freedom of movement, but two, they're trying to regain control and let people know that we're in, we are in charge, you know, because Tommy Shepard was not in charge. So that's another thing you got to look at is that, you know, we had very little wiggle room with the KP move. You know, we he told us where he wanted to go pretty much. I want to go to Boston. And the only way, you know, so he had all control in his move. And that's why these are not sexy moves because Brian Winger and company had very little leeway to do anything. We were we were handcuffed. And this is again, this is a close to such an abysmal era, man. I am so glad that we had this front office because can you imagine what we'd be talking about right now with Tommy Shepard as, as the GM? We'd be terrified right now. Everybody here would be borderline about to cry if Tommy Shepard was a guy drafted in the day. So, I mean, we're in good hands, man. You know, they're not sexy, but they were very necessary. And they, they're going to, I'm saying, they're going to, we are going to be looking good forward because of these trades, because we are more flexible as far as what we can do going forward. So, right. Um, Billy Show, Billy Shoker. Billy Shakur says, only podcast I listen to in the mornings to give me hype. Uh, we definitely appreciate you for listening as yes, well as Locked On Wizards. Appreciate that. Um, Shamari RE says, maybe we flip CP3 to Boston for one of those first rounders in Brogdon. Um, we'll see about that. I just, because the only thing, and Chris Paul's value to me is not great either because they literally tried to waive him last week sons literally waved it was a, it was an announcement from Woj. he said that they waved him and then of course they took the wave back uh they waved and they waved back and and took it away and then they traded him to us so his value is is not much either he's what 37 38 years old so you're not going to get much for chris paul either um so that is optimistic thinking i would love to get that you take on brogdon and his you know his contract and his injuries but you get the first round pick and that's basically what they're trying to do so um that's optimistic thinking there shamari optimistic very optimistic thing. Well, I mean, look, the Clippers move may not be dead. You know, you very well could see mm-hmm. Chris Paul going to the Clippers because, again, they don't have Brogdon now. So that 30th pick could still be at play. If I'm the Wizards, man, I'm, I'm picking up the phone. I'm, I'm talking back to the Clippers, man, because you can still get that 30th pick. There's, there's still moves to be made today. So I would definitely just <laughs> just sit back and, and enjoy yourself, man, and just, well, and just watch it unfold, man, because – and it's not just the Wizards, man. Look, there's going to be a lot of movement today. A lot mm-hmm. of movement. Right. Uh, old trade I was looking at that maybe the Wizards could potentially do something similar was when we traded our second, our 22nd pick. Uh, we drafted Isaiah Jackson. But, of course, we traded him to the Pacers for Aaron Holiday and the 30th pick of the draft, which ended up being Isaiah Todd. So maybe we could trade um, the 30th pick and one of these guards and move up to the 20, I mean, the 35th pick and one of these point guards we got to maybe a team that has the 22nd pick of the draft or maybe just into the 20s. That would be a win for me if we could trade, say, maybe DeLon in the 35th and move up into the first round. Now, that that trade for us, it was pretty darn awful because Isaiah Todd is no longer on the roster and Aaron Holiday was, didn't work out either. But on the flip side, I think the Pacers, they got a solid player in Isaiah Jackson. Not a great player, but he's a solid backup. So if we could do that and move up and get maybe possibly Jordan Hawkins in the 20s. Let's see a lot of people saying Jordan Hawkins in a draft. He might go into teams, but I love his shooting, um, how athletic he is coming out of UConn. He's a winner as well. DMV guy, a lot of that stuff doesn't matter where you're from. But um, those are some guys that if they do move up in the 20s, they could get a guy like uh, Jordan Hawkins or, or Maxwell Lewis out of Pepperdine. Oh, man, Jordan Hawkins. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Big fan of him. Yeah, I mean, you could package a couple of these second rounders. I mean. I think 
yeah, there's gonna be moves, man. I'm, I'm very intrigued because we can sit here and put a lot of proposals together. But I, I think we can trade back into the first round because they got to consolidate this point guard room. So they're gonna be definite mm. moves today. Let's see. Yeah, Michael Walter says first rounder. First rounder? I chew. Are you trying to say we're allergic to first rounders? <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it it looks that way. Um, Fatty Gammy, and then Brandon, if you see anything, you, you can put something up there. Yes, sir. Um, K Dog says we suck at getting a fair trade back. Um, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't say that just yet. Like I said, I'm 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 reserving my judgment judgment to see what happens tonight. I'm I'm reserving my my judgment. Is it sexy? No, but they they're getting something. They're getting something for Porzingis, and and um, we'll see if they can flip those the picks the picks that they've got the past couple of days and, and turn it to something else. Like I said, if they can get into the twenties, then okay, I'll be like, okay, yeah, they they cook something up a little bit. Yeah, I'm with you, man. Um, they're not sexy, but they were necessary, and I, and I like them because they gave us flexibility as far as cat, man. We have options going forward. So uh, let's see. Kuzma to Dallas. Uh, this is from Matty Warku. Kuzma to Dallas via trade and sign or sign and trade for their 10th pick in trash contract. I don't see us signing. I mean, I don't, Dallas, I don't know. That's intriguing, maybe, because I'm with you. I don't, I don't see um, a lot of these teams with cap space. Going mm-hmm. for coups, I, I just don't. I don't see it. I don't see his fit in Houston. I, I, I don't see it, man. I mean, maybe, but mm-hmm. uh, Dallas could be an option. That, that's intriguing. Tenth pick, I wouldn't be mad at that. But I, I don't know. Again, you, the, but again, the situation Kuzu's going into has to warrant a sign trade. And there's a lot of teams out here with cap space, so mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know. See, this see a sign trade. The thing with Dallas is they're they wanted to give up Bertans and the tenth pick for John Collins in the fifteenth. So I mean, if we could sign Kuz because John Collins is on a twenty five million dollar deal. So if we could sign Kuz, sign and trade him to twenty five mil, but it, of course that has to happen later um, in, in free agency, which is not going to happen until the end of the month. So it, it's we're just in a tough spot. Um, but yeah, I mean, and Kuz is a free agent, so you you can't really. Uh, trade him right now because he opted out. But Porzingis, we were able to trade him because he opted in. So it, it, it's just it, it's it's tough. Um, but yeah, I would love to do a sign and trade with Kuz to Dallas. I would I would love to do that. That would be awesome to get a pick. Um, but that's something they should have did at the trade deadline as well. Uh, but yeah, Kuz to Dallas would certainly would certainly be a great trade because they do have the tenth pick. Um, and then OBJ OBJ the Don says we're, we've been getting fleeced. But I'm gonna act like I'm cool with it. LOL. Well, I mean, we definitely got fleeced, but I mean, here's the thing. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you gotta ask yourself what's the most important part of the rebuild. I mean, look, we wanted it, man. Everybody wanted a rebuild. You got to rebuild. You got it. They, they, the front office ownership said you get what you asked for. Boom. Mm-hmm. You got to rebuild. So I mean, look, cap space. Because um, here's another comment I'm gonna bring up from um. Stuart O'Flaherty. Um, there's no rebuilding without number one picks. Uh, cap space doesn't mean squat. All it means is they have money to overpay free agents. I, I, I agree, but I, I don't know. I, I don't agree with all of it, man. Um, number one picks are going to come. And like I said, this is year one, man. You got to let it unfold. You know, I think number one picks are going to come, but you got to let it unfold. Uh, cap space doesn't mean squat. I don't agree with that, man. You look, look at OKC. Like you said, E with um, uh, what's his name? Bad contract. Got a first round pick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, yeah, Al Horford. There you go. Cast space gives you the opportunity to take on bad contracts and get first round picks. So 
I don't I don't agree with that, man. But, um, and you're not going to overpay free agents because free agents aren't going to come because you're in the middle of a rebuild. So you're not going to get marquee free agents as it is. So cap space is the name of the game. You know, especially you want to get these bad contracts and get, you know, this front office is going to get those picks, man. But I, we got to be patient. You know, people are already flipping out, man. And we haven't even played a year on this front office. You know, let it unfold. Because, look, don't get it twisted. This rebuild is going to be at least three years. You're going to see garbage teams. You're going to see a lot of guys who aren't sexy players playing. I mm-hmm. mean, it's just what it is, man. Cap space is the name of the game right now. Yeah. And uh, what Rich said, I'll, I'll talk about the cap space, too. Um, yeah, I mean, the cap space is right now they're getting cap space to bring on, like you said, Brandon, bad players out like the Al Horford deal for the, for the uh, Thunder. They brought him in. He just sat out for the rest of the season. They got picks attached to that. So that's just what we're going to have to do. Once again, it's it's ugly looking, but it is what it is. Um, they're going to be we're going to be bad. We just are. We're going to be bad for the next couple of years. Um, Rich says we got more for KP than we got for the two hundred fifty one million dollar man. Shake my that's true. And even what we got for KP is not great either. So that's the just the gut punch thing about it is that we got a second round pick and a backup point guard and Tyus and Gallinari who may not even play much and, and Mike Muscala who's a backup uh, three-point shooting big yeah and, and instead of you know compared to Landry Shamet and Chris Paul multiple second round picks so to say that Rich I mean it's 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 a tough pill to swallow it is but uh it's the hand that they were dealt for sure and then um Uptown uh Dre brought up a couple guys that I do like in the second round um somebody brought up a man Amani Bates um, I, I think he would be a good pick. Somebody you just throw darts at the dartboard in the second round. Uh, Kalabali at eighth. Ryan Rupert, Olivier Max, Prosper from Marquette. He's a good defender. Jordan Wolves from Arkansas. He's a good defender. Uh, Noah Clowney, I got to watch him a little bit. A guy named Kobe Brown in Missouri is a guy that I like. He's a tough guy. can shoot the three. Big body guy. Kind of has a body like Draymond Green. Kind of a bully uh, type of player. I like him. Uh, and then some of the guys that, you, that Uptown Dre named is some guys I, I got to do some more research on. As well, and then Stewart says, "I swear, if they draft Kulabale, I'm done with them next year." Uh, I mean, he's intriguing, man, but I, I can see the skepticism with him because he's still a little bit raw, man. So, I mean, I would rather draft a guy who's ready to contribute, like Cam Whitmore, who can come in, start, and be highly effective in the NBA, than a guy that you're gonna have to develop a little bit because, and we don't we need we don't need too many guys who need to be developed, right? Um... And then T Money says, "Why they call the Knicks? Maybe the Knicks just didn't want Porzingis. I mean, they probably called every team. They probably called every team. But you know, it takes two to tango. Maybe there's there's some teams like we talked about his value. Maybe there's some teams that just didn't want Porzingis unless he opted out of his deal and and uh, they could sign him to a lesser contract instead of thirty six million for one year. You could sign Porzingis for about twenty five million for four years. So, um, Derek Lively, that's a guy that you like, Brandon, in the second round. We'll see." What would, you, what would you think about that pick if they got him in the second round? I would love it. I think he could develop into a really good basketball player, man. I mean, he's he's a little raw. Um, he still needs to work on adding to his offensive side, man, because he's he's struggling on the offensive side. Aside, he's more of right now. He's more of an Andre Drummond. He's a, he's a guy who can protect the paint, but he needs to work on some you know post moves. Uh, there's videos of him shooting jumpers, but you know we see videos of Ben Simmons hitting threes every year, and he can't even <laughs> he's passing layups. So. I, you know, it's it's tough to go off videos, but he's he's intriguing. I would definitely love to see us get wrapped him in the second round. Mm-hmm. Right, um, a lot of Denny talk right here, so we'll, we'll wrap up on this. Um, Israeli fandoms not in the chat right now. I know he's happy because Denny is the longest tenured wizard on the roster at this point, point. Um, and he kind of is 
at this point, I, I wouldn't say the face of the franchise, but after the way tonight may shake out, uh, I mean, of course, I feel like the eighth pick would probably be the, we, we don't, I wouldn't even talk about face of the franchise. That's just not what we're looking for at this point. We're trying to find uh, just a direction and the direction right now is uh, to rebuild. Um, but yeah, 50% pain. So this is why Denny should be the team's number one option. He, he just might at the start of the season. He really just might. Um, and uh, some people are saying that he may drop 30 this year. So, uh, we'll see. I think this would be great for him, uh, especially with a contract year coming up. So um, this is a this is a big opportunity for for Denny for sure. And then a couple guys that I'm gonna just throw out there: Gigi Jackson is a guy that they they could get in the second round um, out of South Carolina. There's some character concerns and, and maturity issues, but this guy can ball. Man, six foot nine, 215 pounds, could put the ball on the floor. Super super athletic, just a super athlete. Can, can shoot the three. The percentages weren't there. But this guy is a bucket getter, man. And he he plays above the rim. He will dunk on you. He can play with some physicality. He's only, what, 18 years old. He's still very, very young. And um, if you can get him and develop him, get, get him in the weight room, I think he's a steal. Uh, but, of course, there's just maturity. Same thing with Monty Bates. He's made some questionable decisions. But you see the talent with Monty Bates. You see what he did in high school, comparing him to Kevin Durant. Um, went to Memphis, didn't work out, but I thought he had a really good year at Eastern Michigan. Amari Baylor, uh, Bailey brought him up again. Terquavion Ter- Ter- Smith from NC State, I love his game. Love what he did last year uh, for NC State and, and uh, uh, two years ago. Um, but those are some of the guys. Keontae Johnson's a guy at uh, Kansas State, super athletic. Played with the uh, short point guard, Jalen Powell, or Marcus Powell, who's about five foot six. Uh, Keontae Johnson is a super, super athlete. Um, you see the play in the um, in the tournament where uh, Marcus Powell was yelling at his coach and th- he threw a lob to Keontae Johnson and Kansas State. They went to Elite Eight, so there's some good second round picks. There's some good guys that they can certainly get in the second round for sure. Oh, this is a lot of intriguing. This is a deep draft, man. There's guys in the second round. I mean, you hit the money base, yeah, character issues, but he's a guy that I definitely can see getting some work in uh, Capital City Go Go, man. But the talent is there, man. You know, you can see the talent in Memphis. I mean, you can see the talent. It's just, you know, confidence. And, and I, you know, I think this is the organization, you know, it, we, we couldn't always say this in years past, but I think that with uh, the framework they have in the Capital City Go-Go and with this front office, we could develop them and we can get him straight. So I would love to see money based in the second round, man. Mm. Yep. So we'll probably uh, wrap it up here. Yes, we are going live tonight after the draft. Um, they do have a couple second round picks, so we may go live after the first round pick, or just wait and wait for the second round. Maybe the second second round pick will go live, and then go live when they make the, the last second round pick. Because the draft is long. I want to say it starts at like eight thirty. It's not going to be over until eleven o'clock at night. So, um, of course. You know, we we definitely will will stay up late for you guys for sure. And I know you guys are going to be hyped and being here for sure. But um, um, do you got anything else before we want to wrap up? Jed said we're going to be the Washington Generals. Uh, <laughs> he said we're going to be the Washington Generals. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man, I'm good. Um, I think the only thing I'm going to stress to everybody, man, is um, <laughs> you got to put your seatbelt on, man. Going, you're in for the ride, man, because we're rebuilding, man. So we gotta, you got to show patience. And I get it. Not sexy pickups. I get it. I, I was very upset of not getting the first round pick but you know let the draft unfold you know give them give them a chance to draft and see what we got man it will go from there so now i'm excited man i'm excited to see a bunch of guys chopping up this this evening talk about our draft pick so let's get it yes sir yes sir uh make sure you guys check us out tonight uh for the nba draft should be a lot of fun i want to thank you guys for making here locked on was your first listen every day every day is tomorrow I mean, tonight we'll be talking about the NBA draft and uh, hopefully some more trades will be made to move up into the first round. So 
Thank you guys for listening. Hell to the Wizards. Peace. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Thank you.